Welcome, my name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast. Covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. That's right, this is the DCast. This week on episode number 157, we have your box office rundown. Also, some Apple podcast review. We have also Solo, a Star Wars story news. Also, Incredibles 2 news, Sword in the Stone, that and much more with myself and the man to find himself, Skylar Schuler, on episode number 157 of the D-Cast. Welcome, this is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. That's right, this is the one, the only, the D-Cast, and with me is the man himself, Mr. Disney Film Facts himself, Mr. Hashtag Show himself, you're doing all this kind of stuff, Cinnamon, Cinnamon, <laughs> uh, Cinnamon Insider, everything, it's Skylar Schuler. how you doing, Skylar? I'm good, man, what a great intro. Yeah, you're welcome, As- you're welcome. I, I need to uh, intro you one of these days. Um, no, I'm doing good. How are you? I, it's been busy. Just had a, some family stuff going on. My, my, <clears throat> my, my kids and then uh, started driving Lyft this week, which is definitely an experience, um, especially when you live in a town that hasn't had Uber Lyft before. And a lot of people don't travel much. So like the biggest issue I had, I was driving, I was in downtown last night, which I saw a whole different side of my town after midnight. I didn't know existed. Um mm-hmm. like, Apparently, they're like pop-up clubs here and stuff. I didn't know that. Um, but people treat Lyft like it's just a cab, so they just try to get in your car. You're just sitting downtown waiting for a, a fare, and they just kind of get in your car. Like, no, you can't do that. Like, no, I'll give you cash. Like, no, you can't do this. You get on your app. Like, you get on your phone. No, no, I, okay, you have a flip phone. Therefore, you can't do it, you know, type thing. It was just, it was funny. But uh, I'm enjoying that, and just uh, school's really, we're getting the second week of school here, so getting ready to to get a lot of stuff done. I got a camera lights audio class and a directing class and uh I have to take an interpersonal communication class, which teaches me how to communicate with other people well, because apparently there's a lot of miscommunication in the production world. Go figure. I don't, I don't know what they're talking right. about. So, <laughs> but yeah, things have been crazy for me. Just, uh, but loving it. Love, hopefully, uh, getting the decast up a notch here, get some stuff set up. Um, getting some rewards. We're kind of reworking our rewards for the Patreons because we haven't followed anything that we set up like a year and a half ago. And then yep. I set it up a year and a half ago and then like no one subscribed. I just kind of left it there and then people have slowly been trickling in. So like, I know we're going to get t-shirts out, which gets the, the thing here. If you, if you have not got a decast t-shirt, go get a decast t-shirt, go to the decast.com, get a t-shirt. We should probably put some Disney film fact shirts up there too. I that'd be sweet. And get, I have th- to come up with some ideas. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney Film Facts and the Decast. You got stickers. You can also like if you want a pillow. Like if you just want a Decast pillow for your for your room, just you know, you can. T T Public lets you print out a Decast pillow. So that's I think, awesome. I'd encourage you guys to go do that. Um, show your pride. Wear it around the parks. Wear it around your movie theater. Wear it at home. Wherever. Sleep so, with it. Sleep with it. Yeah. Just just love love the Decast. No one's bought a sh- no one. I mean, I haven't yet either, but still, I mean, it was funny because I, I just bought a, I just bought a bunch of who's it's and what's it's t-shirts. <laughs> I bought some who's it's and what's it stuff at WonderCon too. Uh, I just bought it online. I got, uh, I got the Lumineer one and there was one other one they had like on, on sale. I can't remember. It's escaping me right now that I got, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get these. I love them. So hopefully it'll be here this week and I can, I can rep tip over there at who's it's and what's it's and I love their stuff so much. So, so much, but 
This week we had, uh, if, you, if you can't help us on Patreon, I understand. Things are tight. I get it. I get it. I wouldn't be driving Lyft if things weren't tight. But you can also help us out by uh, getting on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leaving us an iTunes, Apple Podcast review. Like Samantha did, she said, hey, Skylar, Andy, and Ben, I've been listening to you guys for a few months. And am consistently impressed with all the knowledge you have about Disney. As someone who lives... F- lives for the inside scoops on Disney movies. This podcast is where you can hit here all the breaking news you could ever hope for. I also love hearing about what's going on in Disneyland. It's tough being a SoCal girl without an AP. So to get park updates every week has been amazing. My only complaint is that I wish there was more than one episode a week. Don't we all? I can't yeah. get enough. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you so much, Samantha. We appreciate that so much. We've talked about doing another show. We just don't know what we would do because like we talked about maybe just doing a, a Disneyland show, but none of us are really in the parks that much lately. And like, obviously I don't live there. Uh, maybe we could do like a quick, like two minute video update every week. Like here's what's going on Disneyland this week. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. We'll figure something out, uh, but something, all, something, all something, something, something. But so thank you so much. If you guys want to leave us an iTunes, Apple podcast review, uh, just go to iTunes, search the decast or go to the decast.com. There you'll have our iTunes link. Click on that bad boy and you can leave a podcast review. Even if you don't, you know, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, Apple podcast, I get it. Set up an account. And leave us a review. And also, if you are one of the several people, I know we actually have a listener in Sweden who wants to leave us a review, uh, but we can't see it. Leave us a review on like iTunes Sweden or iTunes Germany. There's different ones. iTunes Canada even. Leave us a review there and then screenshot it, send it to us. And guess what? We'll, we'll read it on the air because when I had a, I had a Canadian as a co-host for a few years and we were trying to figure out why is he not seeing the reviews I'm seeing and he's, I'm not seeing the reviews he's seeing. It's because iTunes works by country, which is really weird. So go figure. So if you can do that, do that with that though, uh, there were some movies this week. What did you see anything this weekend, Skylar? Oh, I sure did. We'll get into that. Okay. So we're gonna go with a box office rundown this is the part of the show where we go over the uh, box office top films of the weekend um not a whole lot of surprises here but um i i think there's a couple surprises uh, yeah well yeah yeah i'll tell you it'll it'll you're gonna be shocked it's probably a surprise you haven't thought of but i'm gonna tell you here in just a second okay so i'm gonna start number five I can only imagine still in the top five there with eight point three five six million dollars. Black Panther, <laughs> yeah, killing wait, it. Here we go. Here we go. It. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Surprise. Black. Surprise number one. This movie called I Can Only Imagine uh-huh. that no one has heard of. Um, may has made sixty nine million dollars in the U S. This movie I can only imagine has made more money than Tomb Raider. Oh my gosh. And more money. Then Pacific Rim Uprising, oh. and it's it's going to end up making more than A Wrinkle in Time in the U.S. That's that's insane to me. I'm, I'm actually not surprised because back in another life, um, the band in which this movie is about, I knew them before they were big. Like, oh no, kidding! Back in the day, like they were playing these little small Christian conferences and I, it's a uh, mercy me, mercy correct? me. Yes. Bart Millard. So sorry about this. This is the song that put that band on the contemporary Christian music map. Yeah. They wrote this song, certain people in the industry heard it and it's what broke them out. I had CDs of their CDs of theirs that you had to mail order to get this is back in like 1999, 2000, like long, long time ago. 
they were playing small Christian camps and stuff like that. So I remember the, 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 when they introduced this song, it hadn't even been released. And then the next year they played it again. And that's when they, they released their big album. So it, it's just crazy for me to see that they've actually made a movie about this. And it's one of the, it's one of the best faith based films ever by a no name studio. Usually when you, the distributor for most Christian films, like God's Not Dead 17 or whatever, um, mm-hmm. is usually Pure Flix. Pure Flix is like the studio that does them all. But like even God's Not Dead, I don't even think it made the top 10. I'm um, looking here. But, oh, yeah, it's the third one in the franchise. It's the third one in the franchise. And they usually do per, they usually do okay for faith-based films. It um, In its second week, it's at number 17. Uh, yeah, this movie's not making its money back. I, these movies aren't made for a huge budget, but this one... God's not dead. I mean, they usually have a, a moderate sized budget for a faith based film. Yeah. But it, it it was just crazy to me that this movie, I can only imagine, made more money than Tomb Raider oh. and Pacific Rim Uprising, which had huge marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. Huge. And I can only imagine probably yeah. didn't have. Any marketing there was there was a little bit in certain markets. Uh, so I well I hadn't seen I didn't see anything online. The only thing I had saw was um, uh, pre rolls um, previews trailers mm-hmm. before before movies. That's it. I know that was only in certain markets where they thought th- those would do well. Um, but the the band has a huge following. I, even here in Oregon, whenever they come to town in my small town, it's always sold out. So they have a huge following. So it's just that basic grassroots, you know following which it's crazy it's crazy but yeah the fact that it's gonna do better than a movie with oprah in it um it just yeah yeah it's that's insane and I, I am actually glad it did a lot better than um god's not dead 3 because don't get me started on that film yeah sean, <laughs> sean hannity produced uh god's not dead 3 by the way so yeah great producer there anyways no comment um <laughs> gross <laughs> number four black panther which this week Black Panther is now the third highest grossing film in the United States, surpassing Titanic. Fine. Good. I want that. I mean, Titanic was a fine film in its day. In what, 97? Was that it? 97 yeah, or 98? 98, so, I think. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong. Could be 97. But, oh, gosh. I mean, uh, Black Panther this weekend still made $8.4 million. It's uh, domestic total, which is the United States and Canada, made $665 million. The foreign market, $634.5 million. For a grand total of almost, it's going to easily this week cross the $1.3 billion mm-hmm. with a B dollar mark. Um, fly, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for something to unthrone Avatar. That's, you know, it's not going to be Black Panther. <laughs> do you think Infinity War can do it? I don't know. See, I think if Infinity War can hit two billion, but now we're you're talking. What what is Avatar made two point? Oh, it's like two point. I I I actually don't even know. Um, I see. I don't. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Now I need to know. Let's Avatar. How much did that movie make? I just. I never really liked that. Oh gosh, that film. Avatar. Two point seven billion dollars. That's insane. No, I don't think Infinity War catches it. Two point. I think it hits. That's way too high. How did uh, how did because the movie was Avatar really wasn't that good. Avatar. So Avatar wasn't even number one in its first week of release. Um, I think it was like number four or five or something like that. And just word of mouth because it came out in a time where like technology was 
you know, that kind of technology was just brand new to people that CGI motion capture, you know, the use of 3d. And then at the time, the gimmick, it was 3d TVs and it just, it had positive word of mouth and just the technology and the imagery, which it is a decent looking film, but avatar, we've seen the story of avatar hundreds of times. Oh, it's, it's frangly. It's uh, yeah. Frangly Pocahontas. It's, it's dances with wolves. Well, it's funny. You look at the numbers on avatar. It made $760 million in the United States and Canada where it killed was the foreign market at $2 billion. Like, Oh, that's just, it's, it's insane to me. Like, Oh, oh yeah, gosh. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I, I personally right now I think what Walt Disney World needs to do is take Avatar Land and replace it with Wakanda. That would be a much better use. It, it would be awesome. But Disney just shelled out hundreds of millions of dollars. I know. I know. Like, I wish they would have thought this one through. But but now you have Infinity War coming out right off the heels of Black Panther and so much of the promotional material has has featured Wakanda has featured the, you know the Black Panther T'Challa I, I that movie I think it's I think it's definitely going to pass the 2 billion dollar mark for sure um what do you think of the new trailer for uh for Infinity War that came out this week with uh with Bucky and uh Cap in there Oh I I dug it I, I Bucky's one of my favorite characters and um, I, I like how they're using some of the MCU humor that they're keeping true to, you know, continuing it. I think it's going to be serious. There's going to be a serious tone, but I still think you need humor to, for this movie to work. Yeah. And I keep saying it. I think this movie hits two billion. I think it passes The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a shot at Titanic. I think it can. I think it can make it. You, th- uh, you think it could pass the Black only, Panther? Okay, I, I, oh, I think it's easily passing Black Panther. Nice. You're, you're, you would have to tell me that the movie, uh, if I, $1.3 billion. I, I really think this Avengers movie can do it. Okay. I, um, I think it can too. Yeah. Avengers age of Ultron made 1.4. Um, the first Marvel Avengers made 1.5. I, I, I just, I, it's a reality to me. I just, I think it's going to hit it and I think it's going to, I think it's going to make that $2 billion mark. And I think it, it could end up when it's all said and done can, can, it has a possibility of making $2.2 billion. I'd like, That's to, hit, what I'm gonna I'd like to see 2.7 myself, but I yeah, want, uh, we all. I'm, uh, my biggest thing with that is where is this movie going to end up? Because a year later we have Avengers four and how, where, where are we going to end up? Are we, ha- are we just gonna be left hanging for an entire year? Like no, con- is there gonna be some sort of conclusion, some sort of just no, I need some I sort of re- so. not conclusion to the whole story, but some sort of resolution where I come out a little bit satisfied, but still like all Marvel movies wanting to know what happens next, much like Black Panther. Like I, I don't know. I think so. I uh, I just can't wait a year, like because after after Avengers four, everything basically resets. I mean, you'll have a lot of the guys stay. You'll be, you'll definitely have. We know Cap's gonna be gone. Um, Iron Man is going to have a very limited role, if any at all, probably gone. Um, Scarlet Witch will probably, it's not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow will probably pretty much gone. So we'll have all these other new characters coming in. And then are we going to, are we going to see Captain Marvel? There's a lot of rumors saying that they're, they're just blowing smoke and they're saying she's not going to be there, but I think she might be there. Are we going to see, uh, yeah, how much of Ant Man are we going to see? How much of, of, um, uh, the, 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 Hawkeye. Hawkeye are we going to see? Yeah. So I, I, I really think that, Captain Marvel's a post-credit scene. Okay. I don't, 
I she I think she'll be pr- predominant in Avengers Four. I think I think the reason why we're not seeing Hawkeye and Ant Man is because it might pertain to spoilers if they you they show any marketing from them. In fact, I've I've heard this rumor that I kind of agree with that Hawkeye is looking for Captain Marvel. Um, he's on a mission to go find her, and that's where he is for most of the movie. And then at the end, you know. It's just a rumor. I have nothing to base that on, but that's what I've heard, and it makes sense to me. Like, I think Ant Man they might be hiding because he's might he probably isn't in too much of the movie, um, you know, especially with Ant Man and the Wasp coming out a couple months after Infinity War. Um, but I would agree. I think I think this universe is going to be set around Black Panther because this just pr- the the movie just proved we just talked about it. You know, one point three billion dollars. People want Black Panther, and it's oh, been yeah. a success. So. You know, Black Panther, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. I I think Thor stays around. Thor's, Thor's going to stay around, yeah. Yeah, I think with the success of Thor Ragnarok, there I don't see why you would let Thor Ragnar or Thor go. Um, intru- in, especially with you know, uh, Korg being such a hit. Oh yeah, Southern Valkyrie. Um, and I'm sure there's a couple other characters that, you know, is eluding me, but it'll be interesting to see, too. I, I'm Avengers 4. We're not going to know anything until July regarding Avengers 4, honestly. I just want, though, a, 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 a um, Black Widow origin movie. I really do. Oh, it's coming. And I want I'm like, I want that to happen. And I want to find out what happened in Budapest. If they could just answer that question, what happened in Budapest with Hawkeye? Then I I will be very happy with the MCU and I can I can leave the MCU at that point. It's like, okay, I finally know what Budapest is. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go see the first Avengers movie. And then yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm we're gonna see a Black Widow movie. I will they talk about Budapest? I don't know, but you're gonna hear I'm calling it right now. You're hearing it here first. Black Widow will be announced in July. Confirmed they're announcing it. Um and I'm even going to tell you what I th- what I'm thinking is the release date for the movie. You're hearing mm-hmm. it here first, folks. This isn't going to be a Disney Film Facts post. This is a hear it here on the Dcast first post. Uh, I think on uh, Marvel has a, an untitled release date for a, a Marvel film in 2020. Mm-hmm. You're hearing it here first, July 31st. Black Widow. Market. Put your put your money down. Place your bets. Black Widow, July 31st. Nice. Nice. Oh, I hope so. And I just, I'm just wondering how they're going to keep this momentum of these films going once you have the, your big three gone. And uh, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Anyways, let's move on here. We're talking about Black Panther forever. Number three, Blockers from Universal. Surprisingly, twenty one point four million dollars. Haven't seen it. Um, made nope. its money back. It made its money back, and uh, I might see it. I don't know. Okay, do you like okay, I, I Andy, I don't know. Do you like raunchy hardcore comedy? Uh, depends. Um, do you like the Neighbors movies? No, those are stupid. Okay, then you're not going to like this movie. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Do you like 21 Jump Street? Yeah, the first one was okay, 22 was stupid. Okay, yeah, you're not going to like this All movie. Right. This right. movie is hardcore raunchy comedy, um which I which is my guilty pleasure. I love you know, if you're going to do comedy and you want to go hard, this is the kind of movie this is. So the, the producers were the Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And ah. you need to know what to expect from these two producers. You know, they, they're the ones that have done the neighbors movies. Uh, uh, the, this is the end. Mm-hmm. 
movies like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the one where James Franco and him were? They went to South North Korea. Oh, I know you're talking about uh, the, the dictator. dictator. Yeah. So it's 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 that similar style. They almost caused an international incident with that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, John Cena is shockingly really good in oh, the movie, God. and I. Now, he, what, what is he is. His comedy is really good, and I think he's found his niche with comedy. Now, what is up with all these these WWE wrestlers getting into getting into film, getting into like legit roles, and doing pretty well? You have John Cena, you have David, you have uh, um, David Ortiz, you have The Rock. Like, what is the deal? Like, The Rock's one of the biggest, like, is the biggest actor in the world right now. Like, oh, he you put is. The Rock, you put The Rock in a movie about giraffes, and it's going to make a billion dollars. Like, it's, yeah. Like, oh, The Rock, yeah. He, he's he's a bona fide movie star. Speaking of which, you just saw The Rock at the Rampage uh, um, premiere this past. He week. is, yeah. Me and Derek went to the premiere. Um, he is huge. I thought, nah, it's just the movie. It's movie magic. He's a wrestler. Yeah, he's big. I'm sure he's buff. No, this. So when the movie was at Rampage, which is it's an insane movie. It's just an insane concept. But it's you know it's about. It's based on the arcade game where these three creatures just destroy, you know, skyscrapers. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the movie does a pretty good job bringing the video game to life. I had so much fun with it. And Derek, who I I isn't a huge fan of over the top monsters attacking worlds. He came out of it, you know, enjoying what the movie did for the arcade. But anyways, the movie was over. Derek and I uh, were going to walk it. The movie premiere was across the street from Staples Center at the Microsoft Center. We were looking for a place to eat, so we decided to walk. And The Rock is getting ready to get into his uh, his vehicle. And I kid you not, it was a huge military, a jet black military truck, um, <laughs> and tinted windows, clean. And you see The Rock coming out, and he is huge. The guy is tall, he's buff, and he looked taller than the military truck he was getting into. <laughs> oh, wow. He is huge. It was nuts. Jeez. Gosh, that was like, and you guys, you guys saw that because of a uh, cinema insider. Um, we, we were invited because the cinema insider is going to get invited to more of these events. Nice. I will say. Uh, <laughs> so look at that. Make sure you guys go to cinemainsider.com. Is it, when does that website launch relaunch happen next week? Uh, I'm, it was so it was supposed to launch Friday, but since this website is, it's got such a huge makeover, the, the, the website will launch this week, I think on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Very nice. So guys, make sure you check that out. I'm sure we'll all uh, throw links up there and then the podcast will come back out with you too. And yeah. Yeah. We're recording a, a new episode this week. Hopefully we'll have it rolled out by Wednesday with the new, uh, a website relaunch. Very nice. So number two this week at the box office, Ready Player One. I just saw this day for yesterday. Um, wasn't what I thought. It was good. I wasn't wowed by it, but it was pretty good. I yeah, twenty five million dollars this week. Oh, yeah, can't complain. Overall, uh, I was wowed by it. I, I love I don't this know. movie. I, I the story the story was a little. It just moved moved very fast, which was great. The pacing was really good, but I never really felt like I got too deep into what was really going on and really understood the entire story. Uh, the end of it, I did, but it was. I felt like I was catching up the whole time. I don't know. It was classic. It was classic Spielberg, though. I I, I just I don't know. There was just so much. It wasn't even just the nostalgia. It was it wasn't like a movie where it's like, hey, let me throw nostalgia in your face. It was like, you know what? Let's throw nostalgia 
let's put nostalgia in a movie, but let's use the nostalgia to move the movie forward, which I thought was awesome. Very true. That's exactly what they did. Um, yep. There's a couple characters I could have done without in the movie, you know, um, like there was this girl, this girl villain who's kind of like oh, the side yes, character yes. to the main villain she didn't who I there. thought was, no, she was a horrible character. Um, I now here's the thing. She's the she's actually the bad guy in the new Ant-Man movie coming out this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping she's better in Ant-Man. She's actually the the villain ghost in Ant-Man. OK. Yeah. So sure, I could have done without her. Um, you know, Ben Mendelsohn, you know, Ben Mendelsohn's Ben Mendelsohn, I guess. Yep, he, yep. Um, he's like the new Christoph Waltz when it comes to casting villains nowadays. Mm hmm. It was just fun. It was a fan. To me, it was a fantasy adventure. Yeah. I, I had a good time with it. I don't uh, know if it's going to make its money back, though. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the tough thing. I was wanting more Simon Pegg. That was the only thing. I want more Simon Pegg. I like Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree there. Yeah, it's it's uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and number one, the surprise kind of hit. I don't think anyone really thought that uh, it would do this well. But John Krasinski apparently is a great director, a great writer. And we know if you've watched The Office as long as I have, um, he's a really good actor uh the, the quiet place a quiet place 50 million dollars this weekend i don't think anyone saw this movie doing that well it's getting rave reviews at the box office it only cost 17 million dollars to make which is insane that is nuts so with marketing this movie has easily made its money back oh uh, quadrupled its budget yeah and then it made 21 million dollars overseas so it's made $71 million total. I, I, I was going to wait and see because I heard a lot of good things. I'm like, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then it just blew up the box office. Everybody's saying a lot of great things about it. And uh, it's, it's Emily Blunt, too, which if you don't know, that's John Krasinski's wife, um, who is also Mary Poppins in the upcoming uh, Mary Poppins Returns this December for Disney. Gosh, like it's just, it, it just seems like when you think of John Krasinski, you don't think of this kind of horror movie. Uh, where they're having to use sign language and just really nuanced and um and you don't think Emily Blunt in those in those roles either so uh, yeah um I'm looking forward to seeing this film yeah me too uh heard nothing but good things about it I I really I'm really excited to see it. maybe I'll check it out tonight I haven't been to uh the movies outside of Rampage and Ready Player One and uh Blockers so I want to see something different I haven't seen anything scary is what I'm trying to say but I had no idea um, the little girl that plays John Krasinski's daughter in the movie. Mm-hmm. She's actually deaf. She's that. She's actually deaf. She has American Sign Language. And uh, the, like apparently it's like one of the brightest spots in the film as far as acting ability and performance. So, yeah, I now everyone's now the big thing is like, let's get John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in the new Fantastic Four movie. I would be OK with that. John Krasinski needs to direct and I haven't seen the movie, so I'll, I'll wait until I see the movie. But if it's as good as everyone's saying it is, then I can't wait. I would love especially I think, you know, there's been a lot of rumors now after after Avengers four, you're going to see the Fantastic Four put into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I think is uh, honestly, if you get the right people directing and you get the right characters is a good move from Fox and Disney because Fantastic Four has just done so poorly. They need someone like a Kevin Feige who can handle it with kids' gloves and really put it into these other cast of characters and make it look really well, cast it really well, because we all know, you know, how many attempts at the Fantastic Four? If you include the, the 80s movies, there's been three different attempts at Fantastic Four. Um, yeah. And, you know, we saw how well Marvel did with Spider-Man. 
you know, the third iteration mm-hmm. of Spider-Man on the big screen. And they did so amazing with it. And we just want more of Tom Holland. But yeah, John Krasinski, and Emily Blunt in Fantastic Four. But the thing is, who would you cast as the other? Who would you cast as um, a big guy? Why am I blanking? Oh, the thing? The thing. Who would you cast the thing? Like I said the rock. I don't, okay. I'm stealing this from someone on Twitter. I don't know who uh who fan cast it, but I'm stealing it because it was so good. I wish I knew who did it and I would have I would have shouted you out. But um uh, Joel Edgerton as the thing would be awesome. Ooh. Um I think he he plays like he was one of the bright spots in haha <laughs> in the movie Bright on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, you know, he's, he's big without being too big, which I think the thing needs to be. He needs to be, you know, a big, but when he becomes a thing even bigger, um, and John, Joel Edgerton's just a fantastic actor. Um, so I'd like to see him, uh, the human torch, you know, I, I'd be totally okay with Zac Efron. Honestly, I, I kind of want a female casting for the human torch. Interesting. I'd be. I for think, Johnny Storm? Yeah, I think you could change it up. I I see I'm cool with changing it up, but a a female? Yeah. I don't know. I was cool with the black guy, so if they could do a a female Johnny Storm, I wouldn't be mad. I'm just, it's just so hard like women aren't as cocky as what I think Johnny Storm usually is. He's like that cocky he is, yeah. man eater uh where you know it'd be for me it's a little tougher for to see a cocky woman woman eater it's not hmm. that i'm saying it can't happen i'm just saying yeah yeah it, it's tough. like i was cool with michael b jordan i liked michael b jordan as the human torch sadly that movie was horrible yeah it was and awful. ended up being an awesome killmonger yeah oh gosh yeah so it's kind of it's kind of funny to me how the the, the fantastic four movies take actors like you know michael b jordan or chris evans in horrible roles like oh no we can fix them put them someplace else and they're amazing you know exactly it's yeah well that is the box office rundown but we do have plenty of other news going on uh tonight it's sunday night or maybe tomorrow depends when you're listening to this we have a solo trailer coming out um i I don't i I don't i still don't know how to feel about this movie though so excited uh, you didn't like the first trailer I, uh, i i did i did like the trailer i just i don't know i'm just Rogue One was good. I loved Rogue One, but I tried to watch it again the other day. It just doesn't have that rewatchability factor that the other films do. Um, Even, you know, even if you didn't like um, uh, the last Star Wars film, episode eight, which is called the last Jedi, last Jedi. um, There's still those moments in there, like, you know, the throne room scene with the, with with the lightsabers that you just watch again and again. There's so many good scenes in there. Even if you didn't like the premise of it, which more than likely what, what I'm hearing from Nerdist is they're gonna they're gonna basically retcon everything, like oh no we actually do know who Ray's parents are oh no you know all this other stuff so as long as they don't try to bring Luke back and then side note with the solo thing there's what is all this talk about Meryl Streep being the next being Leia taking Leia's place I, no that was just a from the, what I heard was a fan petition the, and the then fan that petition, fan, yeah but that fan petition b- became like I guess someone picked it up where. Lucasfilm said if they do want to want to recast Leia, that Meryl Streep would be the top choice. And the reason for that being is um, 
Princess Leia and Meryl St- Princess Leia and Meryl Streep. Um, Carrie Fisher and Meryl Streep had a very close bond, and it, back in I think 1989 or 1991, um, a movie came out that was semi biographical on Carrie Fisher's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and the person that played Carrie Fisher was Meryl Streep. And that's because Carrie Fisher wanted Meryl Streep, like picked her personally to play her. And, um, from what I heard, this is just what I heard. I, I don't have anything to base this on, but this is just what I've heard from, you know, people, uh, that are close to, I wouldn't say, you know, close to the, Carrie Fisher, but close to the studio is that, Carrie Fisher has always wanted to see a younger actress play Princess Leia. And I think that and, – and this is where it becomes controversial and I know we're kind of going off topic here. No, it's fine. Is, is that I – Carrie Fisher has always wanted to see uh, someone else play Princess Leia. So I think with – I think if, Prince, if Carrie Fisher was alive today – and Carrie Fisher couldn't do the role for another reason p- besides, you know, her her sad death. Mm-hmm. I think Carrie Fisher would be all for recasting her role in another movie. I think she'd be all for it. And I'm not one of those. I'm one of the rare people that says, you know what? I think you should recast now, whether or not it's Meryl Streep. I, I Meryl Streep wouldn't have been my choice. Mm-hmm. I think there's other actresses I can tell you that I think would be better than Meryl Streep, but Meryl Streep's one of the best working actresses of our generation. Oh yeah. Um, but I, a part of me thinks that you don't honor the legacy of a character by writing her out or saying in the story, Oh, general Leia is on a, a side mission. So she can't be here, but she sends her well wishes. Like I, that just yeah. sounds so corny and disrespectful to me. Um, I think you got to honor her legacy. And I think the way to do it is you get maybe even if it is a male strip, get an actress in here to complete her story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. I know a lot of people disagree with me and that's okay. Um, now, the real question is, though, do you think if Disney chose to do that, that the fans would, the fans would support that? Like there would be even if it's oh, a, no. OK, yeah. And that's no, my no, thing, no, too. No. Like I I, I actually completely, completely agree with you. I think you do the character well. I think it's probably what Carrie Fisher would have wanted because she wasn't just a great actress. She was a great storyteller. She was yeah. the most sought after script doctor in Hollywood throughout oh, the yeah, 90s. Yeah. Like people brought their screenplays to her and she ratcheted them up and she was she's she worked on over like 50 films where she wasn't even credited for uh, because the way uh, screenwriters guild works you don't get credited for for fixing scripts uh, for being a script exactly. doctor but she was just amazing and she understands story she was actually a judge i don't know if you remember this probably was years ago there was like an american idol type show for only one season that was like for filmmakers though Oh, yes. And she she was one of the judges and she was always critiquing the screenwriting point of view of it. And um, yeah, I I wish that show would have done better. But uh, I think she would appreciate that. It would honor her and and, and Carrie Fisher. But I don't the fans, the fans would ream them. The fans would not will not have that. Here's the thing. I don't I think the a true, a special original trilogy. I think the original trilogy Star Wars fans would be okay with it to end the story. I'm not saying recast Leia and use her for the whole movie. Recast Leia and use her then in the movie kind of send her away quickly in the first act, I would say. Yeah. But do it. Do it nicely. Do it. Do it. I think that's how you would do it. I 
I think the original trilogy fans would be okay with that. It's these, it's the same people who have a problem with the last Jedi that I think would have a problem with it and yep. be like, Disney ruined star wires by recast. I, I can see it now. I could, I see, I can already see it. Yeah. Um, you ruined my childhood. I just think that, you know, I, I, it's just silly to say, Oh, like for me to see like Poe go and tell Ray, oh General General Leia sends her regards. Like really? Yeah, I need that, to see. She was important. She was this important to the entire franchise up until the Last Jedi, and now you want to write her off and send her away. And I don't think you do the whole digital face thing that already, they did for I, Rogue One. I, I've heard that. I've heard they said they won't do that. Yeah, it well, it didn't look good in Rogue One yeah. to me. Like Le- Leia like didn't Tar- look good. Tarkin, I thought looked pretty good. Leia did I, not. See, I thought Tarkin looked like a cartoon character. Mm. I think, I think for him being, I think them trying to do it for a whole movie was cool. I just don't think it works. Like it, that's why I, the technology's not even there yet to yeah. do it for a whole movie because that's why Marvel only does it for like maybe two three minutes per movie like mm. you we've seen it with ant-man with michael douglas we've yeah. seen it with robert downey jr in civil war uh they did it with peggy carter yep. it, it works for a little bit and then i think if you were to watch a whole movie with princess leia like digital i think it just would come off a little weird and it wouldn't look good yeah so all that, yeah, Solo's coming out. We're getting a trailer tonight. And also, um, it's premiering at the, at the Cannes Film Festival. Go figure. That just, that just comes to show you how much faith Lucasfilm and Disney has yeah. in their movie. Because you don't you don't just bring any movie to the Cannes Film Festival. I know. It, yeah. So anyways, well, we've got one more little bit, bit of news here. Scott, what do you know about Incredibles? What's going on? Oh, man, there's a lot going on. Uh just got a couple new posters. How about some new characters, uh, you know, for the film? So the the film has a lot to talk about. Let's see how I want to start. Let's start with the the uh, the new superheroes uh, coming to the game. As you know from the trailer and from the the images we have seen a couple months ago when they introduced um, the the Devers and this new superhero named um, Void. Uh, we we've seen from the trailer that these two businessmen we can call them called the Devers, uh, voiced by Bob Odenkirk Kirk and Catherine uh, Keener. Um, they're looking to get the Incredibles out of retirement, mainly Elastigirl, mm-hmm. um, and it looks like Frozen, Frozone. But they have help. They actually have uh, a team of superheroes to help get them out of retirement. So they have their own little superhero team. And so these are the characters that are a part of this team. We have Void, who is like the Elastigirl super van. We already know she's voiced by Sophia, Sophia Bush. She's the one that ma- manipulates objects by creating voids that allows the objects to appear into disappear she kind of shifts uh, re, uh not she re, not gravity but kind of uh she shifts space if that makes sense yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a new character called brick and brick has huge muscles um it's a she's a female character she's super tough she has a fearless spirit um this isn't something that's been introduced but from what i'm hearing uh she tries to um 
kid, not kidnap, but kind of get the, the kids, Jack, Jack, Dash and Violet. And she's trying to get them, trying to keep them. Uh, she's not a bad character, but she is one of the, uh, the newer female characters. We have a character named Reflux, who's an old man. He's a, he has the superpower of heaving hot lava from his mouth. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, obviously he can do a lot with that power. Uh, we have a this one I can never pronounce. This is Crush Crush Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has telekinesis and can crush a car by just his mind. So I guess he has a mixture of Magneto's powers and Professor X from X-Men. Um, and then we have Helectrix. Uh, he's obviously a, uh, a lightning controller. He shoots lightning bolts from his fingertips. So there's those characters. We also know who the new villain is. Um, And he's actually on the brand new poster, which can be seen on Disney Film Facts right now. Um, But they have a Lego set with this guy. They have a magazine that's out with him and the original villain, Syndrome. Uh, This guy's name is uh, Screen Slaver. Hmm. Don't know a lot about him. Don't know his powers, but he is the villain. He looks scary. Yes. the problem is I with this movie is I already know who the bad guy is, so I'm not going to spoil it. But just know this is going to be a fun movie. Yep, yep. I am looking. This is the one movie we have all been looking forward to as far as Pixar putting out a sequel. Um, does it do better than Finding Dory? It better because Finding Dory was not good. Yeah, it still made a, what like seven hundred eight. Did it make a billion dollars? Yeah, no, it made a billion. That's crazy. That's crazy. But well, everyone. Thank you so much for this episode number 137 of the Decast. There's still a lot more news out there. Make sure you go check out Disney Film Facts for a story on the Sword and Stone live action and much more. And uh, be sure to check out everything we have at thedecast.com, how to subscribe, how to leave us a review, all that fun stuff. Skylar, how can people reach you on the interwebs? You can find me on all your favorite social media outlets at Disney Film Facts. You can also check out, like Andy said, DisneyFilmFacts.com for all the latest breaking news in the world of Disney. And uh, yeah, don't forget to make sure you uh, check out our Patreon, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow the Decast everywhere. Yeah, I am Andy Herndon. You can check me out at Andy Herndon and all the various social media networks. Also go to Decast.com to find out where you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, all the fun stuff, our Patreon. And with that, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode number 157 of The d You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.